0: Well, it's our third week of Advent here at See, Here Love, and we're focusing on joy. So join us as we light our third candle on our Advent wreath and co-host Joanna and Matt, along with our After Hours Millennial panel, share why Jesus brings joy to the world, how we can choose joy over negativity, and how to find joy even when our circumstances are difficult and stressful. That's all coming up right now. Wow, can you feel the joy in this space? Welcome, yes, welcome to our third week of Advent and the Christmas season, and it is a joy mm. to have you, Matt and Joanna, here today <laughs> talking about joy. Are you feeling it? Feeling it. Woo. Yeah, okay, good. And I love too friendship and connection. There's so much to, uh, to do today to talk about joy. And the room feels joyful. Like does this, it? It's stunning. It's beautiful. So glad that was my hope <laughs> that it felt this the way. Christmas feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you're here mm. because there's a lot to talk about, and especially in a time when people might not feel so joyful, right? Or joy filled. And so I know that you have both of you have a lot to say. Um, and encouragement to viewers and listeners who are really struggling over the Christmas season. But I know that there are people that are tracking with us, so they know what this is all about, the candles and Advent. But if not, Matt, I know you have some great explanation of what's happening here (laughs) on the set.
1: So if you don't know what the Advent wreath and candles are all about, we can talk about it. Did you grow up with yes. using these things? Yeah, I did.
2: I d- we did. I, you're we did familiar it as a family yeah. at dinner. Yeah. Okay. But I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah, this I did.
1: This is very new. I, like, I probably stumbled into this idea around 10 years ago. <laughs> okay. And I know in the, in the context I grew up in, we had things that led us into Christmas, but not with this level of, like, focus and intentionality. Okay. At least that I was aware of. So I love the Advent wreath and candles because for the four weeks leading into Christmas, it helps us prepare a sense of expectation and longing for the celebration of the coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. So we use scripture and the lighting of candles as a way of preparing our hearts and our minds to celebrate Christmas around the themes of hope, peace, joy, and love. And then the center candle, the big white candle, is the the Christ candle, the Jesus candle that we would then light. So this is like a way of kind of preparing and counting down this, building the sense of expectation and excitement and longing for the celebration of Jesus
0: coming. I love the intentionality because sometimes you kind of go through a Christmas season or any season and we just sort of like respond and react to what's going on, what's yeah. happening. But this has a, a, a deep, um, you know, intentionality and pause to kind of reflect on these things. What you said, hope and peace and joy and love, mm-hmm. right? Is, is that the experience yeah. you've what had, I Joe? remember
2: as a kid, you'd fight over who got to light the
3: candle. <laughs> oh, I did too. I wish I had that. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's true. And, and the Christ candle, we knew as kids when that was lit, like Christmas was finally here. Yeah. So it was this beyond like the Advent calendar that most people think of with chocolate, which was also in our house. Yeah, yes. That was a bit more familiar. <laughs> that one in the, in the <laughs> oh, I've discovered this yeah. year that there are dog Advent calendars. Oh. And so my dog has an Advent calendar with like little treats. Oh every my oh, goodness. <laughs> that's awesome. <No. laughs>
1: that's really good. This is my
2: life now. Yeah. So, but I love this.
0: And I know that, attached to the lighting of the candle and you know the advent journey there's always a scripture Mm -hmm. that connects with it so joy i know you've you've brought the scripture that connects with joy for today
2: yeah that's right luke chapter two where it says at uh, the like these shepherds are in the field and this angel shows up out of nowhere and says the angel says do not be afraid i bring you good news it will cause great joy for all the people hmm. today in the town of david a savior has been born to you he's the messiah the lord you will this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger right like this terrifying angel in the middle of the night (laughs) and saying like actually don't be terrified Mm -hmm. i have joy i have what i always say is not just good news the best news in the world like like this thing that you're in the midst of the reality of your circumstances and all the struggles we all have big and small Mm -hmm. um like that we have joy and it's found in a baby like it's Mm -hmm. the hope of the world is in this baby and so like
0: rejoice yeah rejoice and we're going to talk about that throughout you know this show today even when you say joy Mm -hmm. like when you say it's like your face has to light up as you say it uh how would you maybe explain how you'd be experiencing joy this season and 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 being very aware that for many people it's not a joyful time we have come out of two tough years there's a lot of loss but how would you say personally matt you're experiencing joy
1: yeah, I think it's good to acknowledge that yeah. what we talk about having joy and leading into Christmas with joy, that for so many of us, it feels like a bit of an elusive thing. We can have this moment of, of peace and joy in our life. And then the next minute feels like it's going to be dashed. So I I think that idea of joy is cultivated internally. Mm -hmm. And so trying to pay attention to the small things that contribute to my sense of who God is and his role in my life and his action around me, if I can focus on those things, Mm -hmm. it helps me kind of anchor myself in something that isn't so influenced by the ups and downs and the news of the day and the changes of the day.
3: Yeah.
2: that's good. Yeah. I think some of it is the discipline of what you let in. As you were saying, even the news of the day, I'm reflecting on, like, when I'm feeling, like, more... Uh, depressed about the world it's maybe because I haven't been listening to the right news and this Luke chapter 2 is like joy like this huge announcement of joy and sometimes we don't put it in its right place like the context of all the news going on in the world or in our lives in context of this news it does change everything totally and also as I've already said I have Pearl the pug (laughs) who has been like this hilarious little joy Mm. giver in my life yeah I love it well and they say pets bring lots of joy to
0: people i think for me it has been about reframing and pausing to say what am i grateful for Mm -hmm. like i am here we are here like we made it through a pandemic we are breathing we are living and and i think it's that moment of saying things may be really hard but what are the good things you know i've got relationships i have food i have shelter i have clean water like and i know that sounds but it's important to to take that moment to say this is good and I am very grateful Mm -hmm. and having this this place of gratitude and I think those are the things that bring me joy. Okay, joy and happiness just quick. The difference, your thoughts on joy versus happiness today. Matt.
1: I love that you said, you know, paying attention to the things we're thankful for. I think that idea of paying attention, of taking stock of of noticing everything and distilling it down into things that are most important is part of like building this reservoir of joy and of, of an anchoring in who we are and what, what you know the big picture is all about. I think that's so important.
2: Yeah. I love what you said. It's that interior the outpouring of joy versus the inpouring of happiness. Mm. They're mm. they're kind of two different things. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, and I know good. that
0: we've got some thoughts. Yeah from you.
2: (laughs) That's right. There's so much we can learn about the conversation about joy. And one of those things we want to do is go to our after hours conversation with Gen Z and millennials. They're a panel sharing their thoughts on what joy means to them. So let's go to them now. Hello, my friends. Welcome to After Hours Conversations. I'm Joanna LaFleur, and you are joining a conversation with a panel of the next generation. We're in Christmas season, so a very Merry Christmas to you. And in this season of Advent, we're focusing today's conversation on the topic of joy, and then maybe the opposite of joy, which is a struggle for joy, depression, anxiety, things that are huge for young people today to struggle with, deal with and overcome. So I can't wait to dive into this conversation with welcome Matt, Michaela and Hunter to the conversation. We're so glad to have you back on this panel discussion and dive in today. But before we do, as we always do, we start with a game. And we have a Christmas themed <laughs> game for you, my friend. So, um, oh, I'm gonna, no, you're gonna take this. Um, yeah. One of you, uh, we're gonna team up. We're gonna be partners and you're gonna be partners. And uh, in your hand, you have, gentlemen, you have a bunch of Christmas songs. And what we want to do, we're going to put a minute on the clock. We'll start with you guys and all time. We're going to want you to hum as many of them as possible for Michaela to guess. As many as you can do in a minute. And then it's our turn. We'll see if we can beat you. Ready? Let's we'll do it. All right, let's go. All right, hold on. Let me uh, let me oh, put that time on ready. the clock. Oh, he's ready. ready to go. I, All right. On your mark. Get set. Okay. Go.
3: <laughs> uh, the savior of the world. Wait, 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 wait,
4: wait. <laughs> oh my gosh. The... Oh, holy night.
3: Thank you. Wow, that's okay.
4: Wow. There we go.
3: Start from the top. Start from the top. <laughs> move on if you don't get it. Yeah, move no, to the no. next it's one. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Coming home for Christmas, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's close. It's that's close. Up, close. Up, I'll, I'll be home okay, for okay, Christmas. Okay.
3: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm.
2: At least <that> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty more
3: seconds. Uh, oh, man.
4: Witcher Wonderland. There it
2: is. And we just hit the time. Okay, how many did you get?
4: four? five, like four? Five. Five?
2: Four? Oh no. Four. Four. four, four. four. So right. I have to admit I'm not <laughs> confident like, after like, seeing that, that performance. This, this was, this was sure, harder this than go. I expected yeah. it to yeah. be. This might like, um, yeah. this this challenge might uh, beat us. All right. We'll
4: we'll
2: but see. we 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 only have to beat four. So we're gonna put okay. a minute on the clock.
5: <laughs> All right.
2: I think I think we can do it. You're a professional musician. I'm a professional listener.
5: Okay. All right.
2: <laughs> okay. Go. Oh no. Oh no. Okay, we're off to a bad start with the first one. Oh no, he doesn't know the songs. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hark, the Herald Angel Sings. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. That's know. all I know okay, about okay. the song. Okay, <laughs> okay. Move on. We got one. We got one. No, okay, this isn't going well. He's not no, a, no, he's, Joanna, he's a musician, not, but his Christmas is thing? not his repertoire.
5: Mm-hmm, 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 Over mm-hmm, the hills
2: mm-hmm, and, ev- mm-hmm. oh, go tell it on the mountain. <sighs> okay, you know, I'm really, okay, it's okay. Yeah. All right, what do we got?
5: Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Rudolph
2: the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yep.
5: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I was wrong, sorry. <laughs> It was close. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Frosty
2: the snowman. And my timer's going off. Okay. It's was it was four. It was four. Tied. Guys, we got four Ooh. and four. So there's no clear winner except the game itself. I think that the real winner is the game because none of us were very good at it. Yep. <laughs> but... I'm, I mean, I gotta say, you didn't know a lot of Christmas songs for a professional musician. You don't have to do a lot of Christmas gigs. I'm learning.
3: Yes. (laughs) You're quite right.
2: All right, everyone. Hopefully everyone out on the streets of Toronto know more about Christmas than maybe this group here. So we're going to go to the streets and we're going to hear what people would say about Christmas.
6: Funny question. What do you want for Christmas or the holidays? Am I going to get it right now? Maybe a trip to Alberta. Is that where you're from? Yeah.
3: Ooh, I haven't even thought about yeah. it. Yeah.
7: Hmm.
5: What do I want? I don't. I don't know what I want.
7: <laughs> I'm very content with what I have right yeah, now. I really want like comfy slippers. I don't know, <laughs> like comfy fuzzy slippers.
8: <laughs> Jewelry.
4: What do you want for Christmas? Um. I need some new shoes for Christmas. That's what I need. Um, is
2: Christmas something because, like, your family, your life, do you look forward to Christmas or you kind of dread it?
8: Um,
7: I kind of dread it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I
8: be, like, it's okay. Um, I kind of dread it. Like, like just like family like, stuff, like, yeah. Spend too much money or- that too. But, like, I mean, it's good to give. Like, I enjoy that. But just like the like, gatherings aspect of it is, like, not it.
7: I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah. I look forward to aspects of it. There's always like holiday stress and stuff, because like, oh, I have to get presents for all these people and I have to spend all this money. But I do like the atmosphere around the holidays. It's really nice, so I am looking forward to it.
6: I kind of drag, because I have to buy gifts for everyone. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's the environment, like, it's more environmental, like, we're depressed because the world is ending, like, there's nothing we can do, I guess.
7: It really depends on the person, I think, like, it depends on what they're going through, like, it's not, I don't even know how to, that's. I think it's, like, a lot of, um, I think people are just talking about it more now. And I don't think there was like more or less mental health issues in the past generations. I think people are just more open to talking about it now and are able to recognize it better. And that's why it's like, there's a spike. And also with the pandemic and everything, the cutoff from like reality almost for like the last year has been hard, especially for young people who like, I think feel like they're supposed to be like doing a lot of things like going out all the time and they can't really do that anymore. So I think that's comes in.
2: We're back in the room with our next gen panel and we're talking about advent and we're talking about joy. So the first question I need to ask you, Matt, Michaela, Hunter is what is something you remember getting as a kid that was one of the best presents you got as a kid? Hunter, we'll start with
6: you. I think it was my PS4. Oh, ah,
2: yeah. PlayStation.
6: I think I was I was like 12 or 14 and I remember like, yes, I got it. Or, a Wii. or the Wii, actually. Well, was it a are.
2: surprise or you knew it was coming?
6: I think it was a surprise. <laughs> My sister got Taylor Swift tickets to like matches. Oh, okay. Okay. I
2: remember that. Uh, What about you? What was the best Christmas gift you got as
4: a kid? Nintendo DSi XL. It was a 25 year anniversary edition of Mario. It was amazing. I still have it to this day. Okay. Do you still play it? Not really. I should, though. I should, but I still have it. It's like on my desk. You know. And do
2: you think these old systems are they are they going to be worth anything? Like you got to keep them around. I think I'm going to. Is it for the gift sure. that keeps on giving? Uh, this is what I want
6: absolutely. to know. I don't have my Wii anymore. So. Oh yeah, no. I, <laughs> I wish I did though.
2: Okay, what about you? What's the best Christmas gift?
5: The only Christmas gift that like comes to mind is um, I don't know what they're called anymore, but they're these like racetracks that the cars have brushes on the bottom, and you have to like oh, control yeah, the yeah, throttle yeah, yeah. so that they don't fall off the track around the corner. But it was just a little, yes. little yes. track. Yes, sounds uh,
6: awesome.
3: Yeah,
2: that
6: thing was sick. Yeah,
5: I had yeah. one, but I don't remember it like, much. <laughs> I don't know what they're yeah. called, no.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you say that for you Christmas is uh, a joyful time, something you look forward to, or is it something that feels stressful, sad? Um, yeah, just how would you feel about Christmas coming up?
4: Yeah. Well, for me, um, I love Christmas. I find joy in it. Like, it's one of my best, like, my favorite holidays, for sure. But I know, um, well, last year, my grandma passed away a couple of days before Christmas. Wow. So this year may be very different. Yeah. I don't know. So, well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but mixed. I still find joy in it, yeah. for
2: sure. Yeah. yeah, but that's true. That yeah, It depends on the year, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah what about mm-hmm. you, Hunter?
6: Yeah, so, like, I grew up as, like, a pastor's kid. Like, both my parents are pastors, so... It's not tainted, but like it's a stressful time for them, just right. like getting services ready. So it's like I, I've always loved Christmas, and they've always like it's always been an incredible time. But there's also like that aspect of like oh,
2: you it's feel go time. the tension. It's go time.
6: <laughs> it's go time. So.
2: Um, and so because of that, were you at church on Christmas?
6: So not on Christmas. Uh, maybe a few times, but it was mostly just Christmas
5: Eve services.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, What about you? What would you say Christmas feels like to you when you think about it coming up?
5: Um, I definitely, over the past, like, probably five, six years, I've noticed that just my balance between what I felt like my everyday life was and in that regard what Christmas was, like buying gifts for friends and family and making sure that everything was coming on time, getting cards and all of that, I felt like my balance between that and the, like, Christmas story and that balance of how am I supposed to like mentally and like spiritually approach this holiday were just like completely out of whack and caused a lot of mental strain and just would have me approaching the holidays sort of feeling empty, um, not really knowing how to go about the Christmas season um, and how to take on the, the time of Advent. Yeah. Uh, so thankfully I've feel like I've shifted a little more towards having a better balance between those two things and using the spiritual aspect to help me buy gifts and write cards for people. And uh, that's been beautiful, but yeah. definitely different.
2: Well, when we talk about um, Advent, as you've mentioned, there's these weeks where we focus on different, uh, different words that are around what it means for Christ to have come. And so this week we're talking about joy. Uh, what do you think joy means? And do you think joy and happiness are the same? Is that the same to you or are they different categories?
5: I think the biggest reminder that I've had lately um, is the idea and what's said to us in scripture, choose joy Mm -hmm. and the idea that you can't choose the emotions that you feel in response to something. You can choose how you act and how you respond to those things, but that's separate from what you're feeling So I think joy and happiness are distinct because you can't choose to be happy. You can, but it'll often lead to other problems in how you're feeling. But if you choose joy and accept the feelings that you have, even if they're sad feelings, you can still choose a better outlook and ultimately choose Jesus because Mm. he brings us joy. Mm.
4: Now, Michaela, what do you think about joy? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I think there is a clear distinction between happiness and joy, so I agree with you there, too. I believe happiness is fleeting, Hmm. right? It comes and goes. And I know my mom always told me, she's like, happiness can change with a phone call. Right. right? It can just go away, and you're like, oh, all right, there goes everything, right? But the joy, joy of the Lord, right, is our strength, right? But it's a deep-seated, you know, kind of joy, and it's just like, it's everlasting. It lasts, Right. And um, I believe it's just like, it's so powerful to have too. Cause sometimes like life could be thrown at you, but you have that joy of the Lord to just rest on. And you're like, you know what, God? Like, thank you for this day. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Mm-hmm. Not everyone could wake up this morning, you know? Stuff like that, so. It's
2: like sure. a deeper thing for Absolutely. you if happiness is up oh, at yeah. the surface. It's, it
4: can be possessions, right? Things. Right. So.
6: Yeah. yeah. What, what do you well, think? Well, I think like kind of both you guys kind of are going in this direction, but like joy is almost like a posture. Huh. And it's like you can have a posture of joy in your life, and then you have happiness, which is like an emotion. And I guess you—you you, obviously you can compare it because they're both great things. But when you like live your life in a posture of joy, um, that kind of supersedes like your emotions in a moment. It's the fact that, okay, like this might like be really hard right now, but like you know I'm joyful that, like you said, like I got to wake up this morning, that I have food on my table, that I get to go to and work. In, in, in my incredible job or like you fill in all these blanks that you're really blessed with by God. And, and I think understanding that joy is kind of acknowledging those blessings. Yeah. Um, and, and having that posture throughout your life.
2: There's a phrase that's been kind of in the waters in 2021, especially, I hadn't really heard it before this past year, toxic positivity, this idea of uh, this idea of like, you can overdo the positive and kind of ignore people's real circumstances like someone's going through a really hard thing and you're just you don't even want that like you're sort of shoving it aside and trying to make them feel happy um has that happened to you do you have people like you've gone through something like your your grandma died and someone's trying to shove that away or or what do you think the effects are of toxic positivity
4: that's interesting so that's the first time i've heard it but um yeah i i think that toxic positivity like i i get it i can understand where the person's coming from like hey be happy blah blah, blah. but we're allowed to, we're human, so we're allowed to go through and process everything that's happened, all our emotions, because that is what makes us human, right, and to have someone just kind of, like, you know, not really berate you, but just, like, hey, be happy, it's, like, hey, calm down, just let me, let me go through what I need to, exactly, let me go through what I need to go through, and then, you know,
6: move on, for sure, that's what I, yeah,
2: what do you think? Well,
6: it's, like, yeah, it's, like, our soul, right, like, like you said, like, we are full warrant to, like, have these emotions and i think it's hard sometimes because especially if we're like helping someone through that like it's really easy to go in that direction of like toxic positivity and be like no like it's okay be happy especially if you don't necessarily know how to help in like a way um and that's why it's like so important to like obviously like like talk with like professionals about Mm -hmm. like depression and anxiety and like having those conversations in spaces where like you can get like real like medical help Right, Um, But then also, like, you know, on our side of it is, like, making sure we help our friends in the ways we can in appropriate ways and equipping yourself to be there for others. Um, And not falling into, like, the toxic positivity that can kind of happen, especially when the world is, like, kind of crazy like COVID's been. It's, like, really easy to be like, it's fine, whatever, when, like, there's actually a lot going on that we need to, like, be aware of and stuff.
2: Yeah, like, it's not all fine. And Mm -hmm. what do you think about that idea of, you know, like... Talks of sensitivity, ignoring what's really going on for the person. Um, how how do you think that
4: affects people?
5: Yeah, um, I agree with Hunter. I think that like in that um, not really knowing how to be there for someone. Oftentimes, at least I've witnessed in the past few months, at least um, when people are going through a hard time, it's very evident that when people don't know what they're supposed to do, they just, they try and focus on one thing and oftentimes it can be on being positive. And uh, I think it just shows our communication breakdown, especially today with COVID and being isolated for so long. And then you could also stretch that to just being connected to our phones and less connected to each other's faces that our communication of like, this is what I need right now. Like if I'm depressed, and my friends coming over to hang out with me, like that's enough. I don't need my friends to just be like, "Oh, everything's fine. Like it, it's gonna be okay." It's just like, nah, I'm sad. Just, just be here with me.
2: Just be here with
5: me. Um, so I think that, yeah, oftentimes it's just our inability to communicate our needs to each other hmm. um, that makes people assume what we need and bring happiness to the table when sometimes that's not what we need.
2: Yeah. We want to hear more about what you need, like what your generation needs and especially what you need from the church when it comes to joy, mental health, this whole conversation we're having today. And so we're going to take a short break now, but we'll be back with this panel in just a few minutes after the good word.
7: Hey friends, let me read to you from Luke chapter 2 verses 10 to 12. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. I wonder if this Christmas season, you might be tempted to think that this great joy isn't for you. Maybe you've experienced too much hurt and pain and loss this year. There's been too much suffering and injustice. I know I can certainly relate to that. It somehow feels wrong to feel joyful in a world of so much pain and suffering. But can I take us back to what scripture says? It says good news that will bring great joy to all people. That is the beauty and miracle of the Christmas story. It is for all people. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you're wrestling with, no matter what this past year has looked like for you, this good news of great joy is for you. And to deny it would be to deny the truth of what that angel declared all those years ago on that very first Christmas night. So can I encourage you today that joy is a resistance to all that is wrong in the world? And as we look towards Christmas... I wanna encourage you to sink deep into the truth that God is with us in every situation, in every circumstance, God is with us. And in that, we can find great joy.
1: So it's great to hear from the panel on what they mm-hmm. had to say. Let's, let's dig in a little bit more about that idea of struggling and mm-hmm. wrestling with this idea of joy when it feels so elusive. How and why do we choose, how can we choose joy even when circumstances and things around us are, are really difficult.
0: You know, I think the key word there, Matt, is choose. Because I think sometimes we kind of go about life and we feel that things are just going to happen. Hmm. Uh, we don't have to be intentional. We don't have to be mindful. Uh, we don't talk to God. Like, we kind of, we're just sort of like in the chaos and stress of life and think, and then we and then we go, why are we so stressed? Why am I not yeah. feeling great? Hmm. And a lot of times I have to remind people, because you actually haven't made decisions. You haven't chosen To think about what you have or you haven't chosen um, pathways on changing lifestyle, your health, your your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health. And so I'm really big on when we look at your life, what are things that you can do that can bring joy into your life? I think that's one thing. And community is difficult. I hear that from a lot of people. We don't have community. Then I think this season, this time, it's a time to really seek them out. Seek out good people that, that can be those joy fillers for you.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think for me, at the end of the day, it's just, God, help me. Yes. <laughs> I don't feel yeah. joy or I'm struggling to find the community or whatever it is. Like Holy Spirit, Spirit of Christ, if you are joy, yeah. then give me more of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Because there, there's all these things we can do, but it's in partnership, right, with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Helping us because, I mean, otherwise it, it leans towards happiness, Right. And less towards joy, I think it's that external thing versus this inter- internal work that can yeah. that, that only God can do. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. As I was driving here, thinking about that idea, you know the song "There Is a Light That Shines mm-hmm. in the Darkness." Yeah. I was thinking about like it can feel so dark sometimes, but the things we fix our eyes on—if mm-hmm. we fix our eyes on Jesus—it helps cultivate this sense of perspective that transcends some of the the struggle. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like mm-hmm. such an important part about choosing to fix my eyes on jesus and celebrate the coming of jesus Mm -hmm. can give me a a different perspective and a different sense of life and vitality that isn't so shaken perhaps by some of the things that that are that we're all really struggling with in the last you know 18 months to two years
0: when you think about jesus (laughs) too i can't help but smile there's so many great parts of his life and what he said that are perfect Hmm. subversive and Countercultural and digs and everything about his humanity makes me actually smile because I'm like yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I would love to have said to those religious people, but I never do. <laughs> or you know all those things that are like you know you're working on the Sunday knowing fully well you shouldn't be, but you do. And like it when you dig into the life of Jesus, his character, his love for mm. people, I, I think you're right. It, there is a sense of wow, I'm following this person, this God, and man, yeah. that's that's
2: joyful. Yeah, the you guy know? who would go to parties and yes. hang out and play around with like kid, you know, play with the kids <laughs> yeah. at the crowd yes. and like he and these cheeky comments yes. he would make. There's but, joy. I know, Jesus making cheeky <laughs> comments. Yeah. Don't I you think, that. Matt, like that whole
0: idea of Jesus himself
1: yeah, I, I, I fully agree with it. I think the it can be easy to read scripture and stories of life of Jesus and feel like they're outside. But then when you think of him being fully human, yes, you know, right. Peterson says, and he put on flesh and moved into the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like he was fully in all these things. And so when you talk about why didn't I come up with that idea? <laughs> I think that's true. It's like being in those rhythms and finding that sense of grounding in Jesus and the joy that comes. One of the fruit of the spirit is joy. Mm-hmm. That sense of like connection with Jesus then leads to this internal. I love how you said that. Joanna like this internal change that brings the joy out yeah. I think it's, it's it's just a different way of focusing and a different perspective
3: yeah yeah
1: it's that deep well kind of right. stuff
2: now as we keep talking about joy we want to go to spiritual leader author justice advocate communicator and peacemaker and friend Danielle Strickland she's sharing with us the good news of Jesus coming to the world and that he
8: brings joy to the world Jeremiah was a bullfrog singing joy to the world that's what we're singing because that's what the angels were singing because that's what the prophet was speaking because that's what Jesus was bringing is joy and who's he bringing joy to this matters he's bringing joy to those who feel like they don't have any he's bringing joy to those that haven't heard some good news for a long long time you know, uh, my son had this uh, surprise party I threw for him and he is his best friend, this little girl who was good at a lot of things, especially talking. And I told her the secret that we're gonna have this surprise party because I needed her to be in on the thing that was gonna get him to the surprise party. And I remember she's sitting in the minivan. I told her that she could tell, him about the party when we got to the driveway of Chuck E. Cheese's. And I remember looking in the rear view mirror at her in the backseat of my minivan. And she was literally, I I mean, I can hardly describe this, but she was like going to explode because she had this secret on the inside of her that was such good news. And as soon as we pulled into the driveway spot, I turned in the the mirror and I said to her, go. And she just exploded. There's a party. (laughs) And literally Christmas is like that. Like it's the you know the angels. I feel like God the Father just turns to the angels who are like busting like all of heaven's like, but we've got so good news, you know. And God's like, go ahead, go now. And the angels are like, no joy to the world you know like it's this explosion Uh, why are we joyful like what is joy about joy is about there is good news coming to the world joy is about jesus restoring things that are broken joy is about this reconciliation where we thought we were enemies and now we're made right joy is about a future and a hope joy is about god making things right for your life in your life, with people around you, for the whole world. See, uh, joy is for the world and it's for you. And this is what we're hoping this Advent, that you'd be bursting with joy.
1: Okay, joyful news that Jesus is coming, yes. has come, yeah. the good news, bursting with joy. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: Let's talk about that. What comes to mind when you think about that, that bursting with joy to tell the good news yeah, of for, Jesus?
2: For me, it's this joy <laughs> like a fountain. I was we, we Are kind you of missing it? it? joy like a fountain, I got joy You're like, that. like a fountain. And you do this, the fountain. Yeah, and so yeah, it's the, yeah, action. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, it's this, as we've already said, this coming from the inside out, this yeah. bursting of a fountain out of us. So it should be bursting out of us. Jesus is good news. Yes. <laughs> I know. And when I think of Jesus, I'm like, ah, because everything about
0: him, the way he loved women and children, the marginalized, everything about him is amazing. Like I wouldn't choose anybody else to follow Mm. in that way. Like when you look at other religions and and for me, when I looked at other religions and you're like, what parts and what? And I look at Jesus and I go, the best way to live, the best way to love is out of his Mm. him, of how he... He lived in the world yeah. and I, you know, you want to emulate it. You want to be like him. And it's, it's joyful to say, here's a person I can look at and go, wow, I can listen and follow in the way of him.
1: Yeah. Even if you're not sure about Jesus and the whole thing, yeah. there's still like it, I still think it's the best possible way to live. Yeah. You follow his example and orient your life around that way. It just changes you. And to, from, you know, in our experience, it's like this is the best possible way. This is the source of joy and real living.
0: Well, it's I this love that. thing god incarnate <laughs> comes mm-hmm. as a human first of all a who would want to do that <laughs> i mean let's just be straight up. god and, amazing and born in a manger born in a manger I mean, born the whole in star, born in a manger yes. in a stable not the best way to come into the world and then to choose to live among us and then to be uh misunderstood doubted all the things and then dying like yeah. all the stuff you don't want to do yeah. and here he chose because of his great love for us i mean yeah. someone to do that for you it, it you, at the the depth of every person you want to be loved like that yeah
2: and that kind of love definitely brings you the joy yeah that's my thing yeah yeah i think that's again why it's this bursting out like the angels <laughs> yes. luke chapter two <laughs> bursting into the sky over these shepherds doing their normal job but under the oppression of empire and yeah. yes. Roman empire and then for them to like Literally, then they start sprinting. They're like, we have to go see, is this mm-hmm. real? Is this true? And they go and have an opportunity to see with their own eyes. Yeah. That a king, like mm. their freedom is born in a stable. Yeah, It's so counterintuitive, but that's where I think that Jesus is so legit when he talks about joy. Mm-hmm. That's why he can do it because... It's not this um, false positivity or toxic positivity Mm -hmm. kind of joy where we just pretend everything's okay or we look at the bright side. It's like it's hard to look at the bright side when like your life started with your parents on the run from (laughs) an evil empire. (laughs) Exactly. Fleeing the country. (laughs) What a great start. Yeah. And like the people who hear it first are uneducated shepherd boys. Mm -hmm. Like. It's, it's because of how he, he approaches joy, we can look at the life of Jesus and say, there's something here for us. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. something about this kind of joy that's for real life. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love that um, it's not based on like a false sense of everything's okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, e- even when the, he picks his first friends to follow him and be a part of this mission and then gives, invites us into this adventure of partnering with Jesus... It, it transcends the sense of like, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. We know it's actually not. We see that in the life yeah. of Jesus, the life in, of the early mm-hmm. church, and that I can relate to. Things aren't always okay, but there's still this grounding in relationship with Jesus that gives this hope, this joy, this love, yeah. this peace. It changes us um, outside of maybe some of the stuff that we're experiencing in the day-to-day. Yeah. And I that's that.
0: amazing. I like you, what you said <laughs> because, again, we don't want it to prescribe to except Jesus and everything's okay. Right. You know, I want to be very careful with that. But there is this supernatural depth of joy that even through tough circumstances, and we've seen this all over the world through persecuted Christians and people mm-hmm. dealing with very difficult things, there is still a joy of knowing they are loved, that God is for them, and that he is with them. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, you can't take away. And I think that is the, the key for this deep joy as we live out in, a, in stressful times. yeah,
2: So good. So we want to hear from the After Hours panel again because we're talking to them also about is Jesus joy to the world for this generation? Can't wait to hear what they say. We're back with After Hours and a panel of the next generation and we're talking about Advent, joy, and what is the opposite of joy? A lot of people are struggling with mental health. So welcome back, Matt, Michaela, and Hunter. And I want to understand from you why you think we see studies and statistics that your generation, the next gen, is really struggling with anxiety and depression. Um, they're saying in bigger numbers than ever before. Why do, you, why do you think that is?
4: Well, one thing that comes to mind is social media for sure, you know. And um, also, I feel like we're talking about it more. I think it, it occurred even just like the generations before us, but they just weren't vocal about it. And but now that we are able to speak on it, we're like, oh, wow, you feel that too? Like, that's me, I can go, I, I go through that too. Like, we, we can talk about it, you know? And having someone to talk to and be there, like what you said, Matt, uh, previously, is such, it's like such a gift, I think. And it's so amazing, yeah. for sure, what do you
2: What do you think, Matt? Why, why do you think young people are just struggling so much with anxiety and depression?
5: Um, I think sort of going back to what I was saying about just that face-to-face connection, I think that we have the opportunities to be outsiders looking into other people's lives with social media, all of our different devices, that um, we have that time to make assumptions about what everyone's doing around us. And assumptions often just lead to anxiety, be it in relationships or friendships, when we assume what someone else is feeling or going through we also assume that we're wrong for what we're feeling. And I feel like that puts a whole lot of pressure onto this generation that maybe didn't exist when your friendships were only when you get to see each other in person. You don't really hear, aside from gossiping, uh, (laughs) about other people and what they're doing with their lives. You just see them when you see them and you connect in that way. Um, Obviously that makes a lot of assumptions about relationships in the past and and that but I think that a lot of it has to do with just how we choose to connect with people and the time that we spend on our own and where our energy is focused at yeah. that time
2: yeah what do you what do you think hunter yeah. with this whole epidemic of mm. mental health issues
6: well I, I think it's like it's a kind of like but both you guys says it's like this connection issue where it's like We've been like connected to our phones more than ever and connected to technology and disconnected from people the most we've ever been. but then there's also this like that we're actually talking about it that is it's an incredible thing, um, and it's sad, but in the past, like these conversations weren't happening. Um, and so like there's this kind of this is ground there where it's like super encouraging that these conversations are happening, but it's also like really sad because I think there's almost like a fog that we we don't quite know where to go next with it. like we don't quite know what's the next step? And honestly, like we said, like literally I think phones and like social media is such a huge part of it and that like, I don't think it's going to go away, but like I literally think that would solve so much like anxiety and depression is we like didn't have phones. Wow. And, I, and, it's, and it's really sad um, like to see friends and, and family go through that. And so, um, but yeah, like the, the joy is that we have God and yeah. we have his son who like died for us and and that's where our joy comes from, just like we were talking about. Um, And understanding that. So
2: So what would you like the church to to do about these issues? Maybe maybe is this something talked about in your church community, Uh, mental health? And uh, what do you wish your church community or you wish leaders in your Christian community knew about this issue from you? What do you wish they would say? Michaela?
4: Um, I think my church does it well, actually. Um, But I think what they need to improve on is just being more like, hey, guys, like out there with other people. Because I feel like some people come and go and they don't (laughs) really get to hear like, hey, there's a safe space, like safe space for you here and that you can talk about anything and like we're here for you and um just like pouring in I think we need more of that we need more of that pouring in for sure
2: like pastoring yeah 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 yeah. or even mentoring
4: right like yeah kicking people yeah Yeah. for sure yeah yeah
2: and what do you think Hunter
6: yeah like I think my church experience with it has been very interesting In that like like I feel like recently it's like gotten like I was like Pastor said something I was like wow like I'm so thankful you said that like that empowers so many people that you like went and shared that with people like um, from the stage,
2: was it like about his own journey, yeah, it was, it or was what about, kind of a thing to share? Their
6: own journey, and and I was like, wow, like I am, I'm so happy because there's people out there I know who like would have loved to hear that, to know that like, oh, my is like has dealt with this, and like, mm-hmm. I feel heard, and I think that's a big part of it. Where it's really just having those conversations, right? Like when we, um, when we share something about our story that we struggled with, that empowers others to go and share. That empowers others to go get help. That empowers others. Um, to come out of seasons of, of depression or anxiety um, and and to find more joy in their life. So I think there's honestly like, and I think this happens a lot with church, but just like a lack of conversation, like a, a lack of open communication between each other and a lack of open ideas um, that really just help people in the end of the day.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with Hunter. I think that the power in testimony and in depth of communication Like is incredible. Um, Oftentimes, I look at mental health, environmental issues and and stuff like that as a lot of times people say, like, oh, we just need to have a conversation. And it feels like it's sort of an excuse sometimes and not finding solutions. Um, But I think, at least in my view of the church and how it's been dealing with mental health, I think that a majority of the time, I'll speak for my church specifically. Um, they've been doing a really good job about creating a space that's safe for people to come mm-hmm. and um, to be in community, and uh, it's really prioritized a community and wanting to have small groups meeting on a regular basis um, in your area so you can come together in community. Um, and I think that that's a really powerful thing. Um, I try to put an emphasis on character in my life, and I think that surrounding myself with people of strong character that believe in God has enabled me to have people that I can go to when I'm feeling depressed um, or like I'm I'm empty and worthless. Like if I didn't have those people that spent their lives in the church and spending time with God, that I wouldn't be able to go to them and be able to feel fulfilled and feel the spirit leading through them. So I think that the church just needs to continue um, raising up people to to just love the Lord um, and that being with those people and uh, yeah, just getting to know their hearts when they're caring for you is just so important.
2: So we talk about Christmas as, you know, the song says it's the most wonderful time of the year. And then there's the carol, Joy to the World. Uh, What would you say uh, to your friends uh, you know, to people in your peer group, why is Jesus joy for the world? Still, in 2021, why is Jesus joy?
6: Well, I think it kind of goes back to like, kind of like I was talking about like the posture and how we're talking about like the eternity and in, in a sense of joy, like there can be eternity and joy and like, and that like Jesus won, he won the past, he won the present and he's winning the future. And like, that's why he's a joy because he signifies that like, that victory um, over death. And obviously we're talking about his birth, but like Jesus coming was like so exciting. like And it's, that, it's just that incredible, um, the nature of this miracle. So I think it's, um, it's, just, it's just happy to know that if you know Jesus, you know that this is the start of an incredible story that was his life um, and that it ends in victory. And I think that's why we can find joy in that in Christmas and we can come back to remind that um, that even though like we may have like like some terribly hard times like we have Jesus who is yeah. here with us and uh, and his story is incredible yeah. you, should read it. really yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you should read it yeah you should read it Matt joy why is Jesus joy to the world
5: um I would just say it's at least for me when I look at it I see it as God coming down and saying like Yo, it's not it's not about what you've done and like what you will do. It's just like if you choose to follow me and like serve me, like it's going to be amazing and like just that forgiveness um for the past, the present and the future and knowing that what I do from a place of serving God is like out of love and out of joy and that if I'm doing things that are for myself like that's just going to stress me out, make me anxious, make me feel terrible when I mess up. But if I can live a life for God and, like, he came down to, like, say, like, yo, I love you and I want you to follow me, it's like, wow, that's amazing. I'd love to do that. Yeah. <laughs> for sure.
4: Michaela, yes. what do you think? So when I think of, like, just the joy of the Lord and joy of, like, just Jesus, it's just that he is our hope. Right? And in those times where we feel helpless, you know, with, like, depressive thoughts and and anxious thoughts and stuff like that, Jesus is always there, and you're never alone. And that's what I cling on to. I'm like, yeah, Jesus is here. He's with me always, like, wherever I go, even in suffering, even when, like, life is really, really hard, like, he's always there. He's just like, you got this, you know, kind of thing. And I love that. I love that. And just, um, just everything about just... Holding on to that, it just, it gives me like, okay, I can keep going. You know, it gives me that hope. It's like, I can keep going. He is literally Lord of all. Yeah, and that there's life after this. Yes. And to have that, like thinking about it, it's like, okay, so yeah, this could be really bad right now, but Jesus is still there and there's still life after this. And then, and that's what I can keep my eyes on, keep focused on,
2: yeah. Like, amazing, yeah, amazing. Great. Joy to the world, it's Christmas. Uh, You've just said a lot here about uh, joy and mental health and what's going on in your generation and what's going on in the church as we talk about these issues. So we want to go to See Her Love host, Melinda Estabrooks. We want to hear from her about what she's pulled out of this significant conversation. Let's go to Melinda now. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, (laughs) Mel. You've been listening in on The Conversation Uh, we've been having Mm -hmm. around joy, Christmas, and also very real mental health struggles a lot of people are going through. And Joy, I love
0: how you did that because you could have done a show like it's all about joy. Let's be positive. Let's be joyful. Let's sort of like remove all of our pain, anxiety to Mm. the side and compartmentalize it. And let's just focus on joy. So I really appreciated you going, actually, let's take a pause. Let's talk about joy, but also let's talk about the things that that we're struggling with. And especially in a time at Christmas where we know with statistics that mental health challenges and struggles really become the forefront of a lot of conversations and how people are feeling. Mm -hmm. Because it is actually a depressing time. It's actually a lonely time because people aren't with families or they're single and they don't have community. And it's like shoved in your face, joy, most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, winter wonderland, let's go skipping through. It's not for everyone. No, no, exactly. But what I found interesting, and a couple things, I think what, you know, Michaela said when you said, well, why are young people, you know, depressed and struggling through this time? And she says a lot of it, and then they actually agreed Hunter um, as well, and Matt was social media. Mm -hmm. And I will say this, Joe. it really, I think as somebody in the next, you know, older generation, just the responsibility of social media, just the responsibility of what I'm messaging. Because they were like, you know, we look at these, you know, images and we feel bad about ourselves. We're not fine because it seems like everybody else is fine and happy and these great opportunities and I'm I'm not. And so I just thought that that was so interesting how even Hunter said, I wish we didn't have phones.
3: Hmm.
0: And that sort of struck me because you're like, well, that sounds very counter cultural to what you know the next generation is about phones and connection where he said actually if we eliminated phones we might not have all these issues right
2: and yet for those of faith there was this grounding this joy underneath the mess and i love that because hunter again said you know that joy from this posture
0: that is actually what we believe about how jesus has come and and sort of like you know worked out you know our past and present and future and you know and you know, it was like Hunter was saying that and then Michaela was like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, joy versus happiness is this truth that we know mm-hmm. who Jesus is and who we are in relationship with him. Happiness is an emotion that can come and go based on circumstances. But joy is this knowing, deep soul knowing that we are God's. And God is for us and he loves us. And that's the whole thing about Christmas. Like, you know, I think we've said this over the years, Like Christmas is about the incarnation, God himself in flesh with Jesus mm-hmm. coming because he loves us. Yeah, Loves us in, in our mess and complexities and brokenness. He came for us. Yeah. And that is something I believe that we can be so joyful and joy-filled about.
2: Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. amazing to see that uh, the next gen coming up, I can see it. Yeah, that um, that as we're learning and listening to what they're saying, it's the same thing can be true generation after generation.
0: And it was good because I wasn't like feeling like hopeless for the generation when they were they were in the struggles because from you know Michaela and Matt and and Hunter, there was hope and they got it, that there was joy through Jesus. And that was so encouraging. So thanks for bringing that conversation. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We'll have to celebrate and have lots of joy and fun together soon. That's right.
2: Thanks so much, Melinda. And thank you so much to this amazing panel, to Matt, to Michaela, and to Hunter for sharing really important things today in this joy episode, this Advent season. If you're watching or listening and you Don't feel very joyful this season. Of course, we hope you have joy. But if you don't feel very joyful, we want to let you know there are resources we have to equip you and to care for you. We have a prayer line. We're putting that up on the screen. You can call, you can click the link to find that. And also we have amazing resources at seehearlove.com from the Canadian Bible Society, as well as our team to resource you or resource people around you who are struggling, maybe with mental health, maybe just with the Christmas season as a whole. So Merry Christmas to you. Jesus is the joy of the world. And we'll see you next time.
1: It's always good to hear from the panel and their Mm -hmm. thoughts. So it's time to light our candle, the third candle of the Advent wreath, the joy candle. And this is, uh, as we light, we just, again, reiterate and say again that joy um, of the season, that Jesus is good news. Uh, Joy to the world, Jesus is come. Mm.
2: Well, oh, Father, we thank you so much that this is true, that you are joy. Uh, you bring us joy that comes from the inside out, not external factors. I pray for everyone listening and watching now that they would receive joy from the Holy Spirit this Christmas in the midst not in spite of, but in the midst of their situation, Mm. that they would know your joy, and that it would burst out of them into the world. There are so many people who need it, so give us courage to go and tell others about this good news of great joy. In Jesus' name, Amen.
3: Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let Receive her King Let every heart prepare him room. In heaven and nature sing In heaven and nature sing In heaven and Joy to the world, the sea.
0: well joy to the world the lord has come thank you so much brooke and steve for one of my favorite christmas songs thank you to our after hours panel matt Michaela, hunter and to danielle and of course to matt and joe thanks so much for bringing great joy to this show today it was was really a pleasure being with you today and if you'd like to follow along with us and participate in advent all this month you can with our Advent booklet right here that you can download at seehearlove.com slash Advent. Lots of great um, activities for you and your family. And you can also support us at seehearlove.com slash donate so we can keep doing what we love to do, sharing the joy we have in Jesus to the world. But let me close with this Advent joy blessing for you and your family and friends. As you turn your focus to Jesus during the season and put your trust in him, may everlasting joy, Fill your hearts, even in the moments that are filled with sorrow and struggle and pain. Jesus coming to the world is the greatest news. It means joy to the world for you and me. So thanks for joining us. And from all of us,
3: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
0: Christmas. (laughs) Awesome. So good.